All right, so Brian, we were going to talk about this failure isn't failure because our good friend Kelvin kind of pulled that out. I pulled that out from him, and I know you noticed it too. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah, so what do you think about this idea? Let's talk about it. So we're going to riff on this idea that failure isn't failure, and we're going to get into it a little bit um, today. So lodge with us out onto the loop as we discuss on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to be your guide in a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness, collaboration, and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe common topics that help you apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us so others can join the community. And you can always find us on curiositycontinuum.com and on our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. So as we were talking about, we were talking about this idea that failure isn't failure. So I don't know. I mean, it's a big topic, but I think we can get it down to some talking points for people today. And I don't really have a good analogy for this or a good idea right off the top of my head do you have something you want to contribute right away to this sure and we'll fail at doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're we're going to fail forward look why don't we start with the reality of failure it's never fun it's never fun to come to the end of yourself or realize that you did something wrong right that's just not but the cool thing about it is that you can learn from it and when we had our friend calvin on the podcast He said, failure isn't failure until you stop. Stop trying. Yeah. So let's frame it in that regard, because sometimes people equate struggling with failing, and they're not the same thing. No, struggling is really you succeeding. It's a way you're learning, because human beings, and we've we've talked about this before, but it's very true. We don't learn from easy success. Or from a good success. We just don't learn that as much. We learn, but we don't learn as much. We learn more from trying something and maybe it not working quite right. And we're having to iterate on that. We're having to change it. And I think this really is a good topic to talk about too. Because this is the year we're in 2020. This is that year. (laughs) This is the year of iteration. (laughs) I mean, this is the year that everything is changing all at once. And many things failed. Yes. And And many things faltered. Yes. And people, we don't like that change. We buck against that change, but when we don't have an option, we have to iterate. So we're not failing. We're actually changing. And it it might feel like a failure. I think sometimes it does to me. Like I feel like maybe I failed at something. But even though I figured another way to get it done, I'm like, oh, I just couldn't meet that guy in person today. But I still did the job. You know, I mean, for me, that's a big success. So let, let's take it back and let's define failure. Sure. Let's define struggle. Let's define winning. It doesn't mean that we're going to take the time necessarily right now and spell it out. Look it up but in the Webster's I, Dictionary. <laughs> yes, you can do that. However, look at your own self and how you've said, what does it mean to win in this particular situation? 
Right. What does it mean to fail? What does it mean to struggle? Now, you may say like, well, duh, don't you know that? It's like, well, yes, I know what it means to me in that regard. Right. But I'll tell you what, being a married man and Josh being a married man, there's so many times that you fail in that relationship. Both people, if you're in a, in a marriage where you really are pulling on the rope well, one person gives 100%, the other person gives 100%, and if you're fortunate, you get out 70%. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's because there's different ways you're polling. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you, um, that means that the relationship doesn't work. It means that you have a chance to grow. Right. And you say like, well, we can't, we failed this conversation. Does it mean that every conversation prior to that now is invalid? No. It means that you won some and you lost some and you can assess it so you can grow. Yeah, and I think Brian brings up a really great point, which is what I wanted to touch on on this whole topic of failures and failure, which is it is the chance for personal growth. And if we look at struggle or a common problem or anything you're going through, look at it as a chance to grow as a person, to actually change who you are a little bit. Because nobody changes quickly. I think if I looked at myself like when I was 12 to now and... Brian and I, we knew each other when we were 12. We're way different, but we're still, the core of us is still kind of the same. Yes. But we still have changes because I mean, like anybody, I change my thoughts over time. New, I get new data. I get new things coming in. I, I, I change the way I think, but I don't always change the way my, my core being is not changed. Yeah. And so, and I think sometimes too, I guess for me, there's some things that go, I want to reevaluate things I've held in my core to go, does that make sense right now? Right. Did I, did I base my worldview on where I was at 12 years old versus updating it to actually reflect what my sensibilities are as a, as you know, as, as an, an adult. adult. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that I've totally ejected my, my moral framework or my, my worldview or my faith or anything like that, but it changes and see you now have perspective on something looking back at that right. time in your life because there are things that happened to you that were big in your world that shaped you going forward. That wasn't necessarily a big event overall, but it was to you or it's something where like you had somebody say something to you that was important to you and the words were big in your ears and it made you act a certain way. It kind of sets your sail a certain way. And when you realize that that's not necessarily core to who you are or even how you should understand the world, that means that you're reassessing. Now you might say, boy, I totally failed at that. It's like, no, you, you're continuously improving yourself. Right. right. You're growing. If you're, if you're dedicated to growing, you're going to hit those things. Uh, the, the best practical example is if you're working out and you're doing uh, repetitions of an, of an exercise you go to failure. Like you don't stay within the realm of like, well, I can easily do this because you'll never see progress. Right. See, the problem is that like, if you don't feel like you've made progress in your life or progress in relationships or anything like that, chances are you're not going to failure in a, a loving relationship of any kind of dynamic. There's safety to fail and to not totally eject the person like cancel culture would do now is to totally eject something based on one event versus run event in, per, in per, per, perpetuity forever. 
Yes. So like if you if you were a kid and you made a mistake and you did something wrong, you posted on social media or something, uh, cancel culture would say when you're 25 years old that you're still responsible for that. Every bit of it. Because you can read a tweet from 25 years ago, even though we don't... Um, we haven't had Twitter for 25 years, people. What I'm saying, you know, let's say Twitter was around for 25 years. You'd read it today and it would seem like it would just happened, right? Yeah. And that's the problem. It's the context. I remember there was, who was it? I think it was Kendra Wilkinson who came to fame, obviously, because she posted for Playboy and, right. um, you know, was associated with Hugh Hefner. You know, she's now married, has children. And she was talking about, some of the heartache now that now that she has children and people are posting these photos of her and stuff. She goes, don't people know that I have children? Now, this is a tragic story in, in one sense because she made decisions as a young woman that she may have made differently now. Right. And there's still the ramifications of those decisions. And the internet makes the, the mistakes of the past live in infamy for Forever. eternity. Forever. Yep. And so you, it's easier now to characterize somebody by their failures or by glaring things that now it's unfortunate that that's a tough conversation that a mother's going to have to have with their children as they grow. Right. And I've not been in that situation, but my heart goes out to her in that situation because that's still a mother talking to her children. Right. And the, the choices that our parents made affect us just like our choices affect our children. If we have children or those around us, it's amazing to me that human culture or human beings as a society still work based on the amount of failing that we do, based on the amount of things that don't work, we still work as a society. Yeah, and I think part of the reason that that works is because we have a common thread running through where we do want to grow. I think people want to grow. People do want to change, and they want to change in meaningful ways. Like people want to be, quote unquote, important. Everyone's important, but people want to be that you know, next person, that next, you know, guy who invents something or somebody who figures something out or this and that. But it is a common goal as a society, right? Like we do want to move forward, I think. I don't think, I don't think, well, we want to keep the threads of the past. And I don't think that everybody understands that all the time, though. Like we don't get it. Like we don't sit around talking about like, look, well, we're all moving forward together, you know, because no, it doesn't it- seem like that. Sometimes it's not perceived. Right. And sometimes people only perceive it if it's dramatic. Honestly, as a lot of, I think, politics in the United States, it's like you don't it's perceive become, progress unless it's super extreme. It's and become very polarizing. Yeah. And that's not the case. See, because you're characterizing something like, well, this failed, let's pivot. But the pivot is important because it allows us to explore other ways of doing something. Right. It ex- another way, like, how can we do this better? And it forces us into a mode where we have to assess and we have to go, well, what do we really mean by succeeding here? Right. And sometimes it isn't that deep. You know, it's just this didn't work. So let's try this. It's not this deep life changing moment. It's just, look, this didn't work. Let's try this. So let's keep going. And that's okay. Just to keep trying is the that is, I think, the real takeaway. Right, Brian? Just keep trying keep trying and look at people's successes and failures through a lens where it's like, where could this actually look like a failure? So for example, um, there's a lot of big wigs. I know Jeff Bezos is in the news. 
obviously, because he's Amazon CEO. He's yeah, a pretty he, popular guy. He made guy 80, $80 billion this year so far. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good year. Yeah. Great. But his marriage broke up. Yep. Now, you could say like, but look at him. He's a successful man and ignore the fact that his marriage broke up. That's a failure, right? We're very quick to dismiss failures because we have prioritized something that has been successful in somebody else. Because it's like, well, don't look at their personal life. See their success in business. That's what I want to be. It's like, but it costs them that. Like, is that was it actually, wor- was it worth it? Was it worth it? Maybe to him see, it was. I don't know, but you know. Right. But see, the matrix that you run through your mind of what's a success, what's a failure, you have set that up. And you have to ask yourself, is that the right criteria to be judging my life? Right. I mean, that's. That's the deep question, and that's the kind of I think I think the place that we needed to get to with this. When we got there, because I didn't even think about that until Brian said it, but he's right. Like, do you really? Everything has a trade-off. If you're going to do one thing, you can't do another because you can't do everything. If you're going to be one place, you maybe can't do this other thing. There is a balance, and for some people, you know, that work-life balance, some things aren't. Like their family comes before everything and some people their job comes before everything and some people it's like 50-50. But I think what you find is with these highly, I would call them highly motivated people, kind of like uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, even uh, like Bill Gates to it. They do sacrifice their personal lives a lot for their vision. And I don't know if that like to me would be worth it. But some of these people, it obviously, I don't know if it... I don't even know if they knew they were doing it when they were in it. What do you think, Brian? I don't necessarily think so either. I think where this probably wraps to a good point is that how how have you defined success? Right. Are you willing to accept failures in other places of your life to achieve the success in other areas of your life? Because it is it you deal with constraints in your life, time, money, relationships yeah all those things pull on you and time and money are probably your two biggest constraints in life right i know in the united states being a a, uh you know a free market and here's things it's easy to say well if you achieve economic success that kind of puts the balm of forgiveness over every other failure true but that's not always the gold standard and i don't think it should be and we should not judge others if that's not their standard my wife's grandparents, so my grandparents-in-law, I guess, were married 73 years. What an achievement. Yeah. Right? Did it mean that they always liked each other? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know? They were farmers in southern Illinois. Were they anybody important in the world? No. But they were consistent. They loved their family. When they passed, they left a legacy for their children to enjoy. They were not anybody that you'll ever read about in the news. They were not anybody that you're going to say they took a victory lap on the global market. They made a major impact on the family. Of course. For who they were in the consistency that they had and in the unusual legacy of being dedicated to one another for 73 years. And the only thing that separated them was death. That's pretty remarkable. And I think it's something that should be celebrated. Don't think I have anything really constructive to add other than like Brian said, think about a failure or what is a failure to you. And if you pivot something, 
is it worth what you're giving up? Right, Brian? I think so, Josh. I think it's a good place. Put a comma, huh, Brian? Yeah, let's let's do that, Josh. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank mm-hmm. you.